playing in the Rose Bowl would be the biggest and best bowl they've ever played in. If the Utes don't make it into the playoff, then okay, go win the freaking Rose Bowl and have the time of your lives. It's just amazing to me when I get feedback from Ute fans, the Rose Bowl's not good enough anymore. I get it that they think their team is one of the best four teams. If Utah would have gone undefeated, this wouldn't be an argument, but they lost a game. So now they fall into the beauty contest where we live in. And by the way, the SEC brand and the brand of Alabama will carry the day. You need to be rooting for the Auburn Tigers this weekend. Tanner Mangum with us. If they can beat San Diego State and get an eight-win season, would you have taken that before the year? I think so. I think a lot of Cougar fans would have. And I think those eight wins came against different opponents, and the losses came against different opponents than Cougar fans expected. It makes you think, what if BYU didn't lay those eggs against Toledo and USF? They could be going for 10 wins, potentially. But at the same time, I think those Toledo and USF losses served as a very big wake-up call to the whole team, to the whole program, to the coaching staff. It helped them kind of right the ship and gave them the changes they needed to finish the season strong. Howard Beck from Bleacher Report. The Jazz, even when they've won games, hasn't always been perfect. How long do you suppose this will take before they're hitting on all cylinders? I don't know. I'm a little surprised, as I'm sure everybody there is, that they've underachieved a little bit to date. The good news is they're still in pretty good shape, and I wouldn't put a lot of emphasis on where they are through 14 games. There's plenty of time to kind of establish that chemistry, figure out what's going on with Joe Ingles, get Mike Conley playing at his highest level. Veterans sometimes take a little bit longer to get going early in a season. Let's see where they are in another couple of weeks. We hope everybody has a terrific Thanksgiving. You're going to be doing a lot of napping, it sounds like to me. <laughs> Not true, man. Bean casserole is complex. I would love to see a Weaver Cooks-like video of Gordon <laughs> making the green bean casserole. Hello, Wildcats. Hello, Zone listeners. I wonder how This my... is Gordon Cooks. Uh, Wait, son, what? Oh. where's the microwave in there? <laughs> Do we have mixing bowls? <laughs> where are the mixing bowls? No, this no. Ridiculous. <laughs> I got a right. Jazz point guard Mike Conley on the big show. Early in the season, you talked about getting used to a new team. Do things feel like they're clicking in a little bit? I really do. I feel really comfortable out there with the guys. and I'm learning the flow of the game and with so many talented guys, it's easy to get lost in the sauce kind of because yeah, I'm a point guard by trade and I'm trying to get guys involved and we have so many talented guys. I've become a fan myself watching Bogey and Donovan and Rudy and those guys go to work and got to remember about being aggressive myself. So it's just trying to balance it all and still learning all the calls and the language has come pretty good and pretty quickly the last few weeks. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome on in. It is The Big Show. Great job by Austin. Sounds of the week right there. Brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking. Offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, free 24-7 car to curb, shuttle service, diamond, airport parking. Since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road, park ride and save diamond airport parking. We are on location this snowy 
Black Friday. We're out here at Bullfrog Spas. Uh, we're just off I-15 in Bluffdale. Uh, just jump off that 146 South exit. Head west for what half a click, Gordon? Yeah. And uh, you'll come right upon us. You'll see these. Uh, well, for the moment, you'll see the van the right out, right out front <laughs> until it's buried in snow. Until it's buried in snow. Yes, so it, as it is snowing down here in Bluffdale. You know, from my experience in driving down here, it doesn't seem like the snow is really uh, uh, inhibiting people from getting out on the road. Crowded, bit crowded out there. Oh, yeah, huh? everyone's driving. Every, you know, Utahns are used to driving in the snow. At least a lot of them are. So drive safe, but, uh, you know. Do what you can. It's slippery out there, so take it easy. Yeah, we said this the other day, but you know, take it slow. Let uh, let the big show get you where you're going. Yeah, you know? we'll nobody, help you along your way. Try to uh, inform you and entertain you as you go. And if you're a little late, so what? Exactly. Tell your boss that. Tell tell your uh, your uh, your aunt that. Tell your uncle. Tell your brother. Your sister. Whoever. Wherever you're going. That, or the that mall. it's all right. Uh, it's okay. The yeah. mall. Uh, hey, don't Black close. Friday. I'm taking it slow. I take it slow. Yeah. Did you go shopping today? I did not. Well, shocker there. Uh, you what don't do you mean? Oh, you just don't seem like a Black Friday shopping kind of guy. Oh, I yeah. I don't. I used to shop uh, a little more than I do now, but uh, a lot of people just do their 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 shopping, their buying online or whatever. But no, I'm just saying that a guy that that heats his home with twenty dollar bills isn't exactly worried about you know. <laughs> Getting great deals. Well, I, I I like a good deal, but I'm not going to hack my way through a crowd to get to it. You uh, know, I'm not going to push grandma out of the way so I can get to the front. Of the line. This is the, that's exactly what I'm saying. That just doesn't seem like you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm going to let grandma have her way. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. How'd it go? It was terrific. How'd the bean casserole go? Turned out well. Maybe overdid it on the mushrooms Did, a little bit, but uh, on the whole, I think it was good. But you know what? The thing on Thanksgiving is, I don't know about you, but everything blends together. So it's even hard to distinguish what is what and which is who. You know? I, I, I Yeah, but it was good. Now you're deflecting away from the casserole because you know my next question was going to be, <laughs> do we have video evidence of you uh, preparing your your casserole. My son-in-law Eric did take some video. He t- took some video, and uh, and and I don't know whether he has it ready to go for you, but uh, he did do some. Had him, have him have him send it on over, and I I do think you should probably give you know at least some credit where it's due to the good old-fashioned Monson can opener. Uh, the can opener did it come through when you needed it? I no, I didn't need a can opener because I had a pop top. But it was it, there was only one can that I opened, and that was some mushroom soup. But everything else, I was thought you fresh. got the mushrooms fresh, man. No, I do. I get the mushrooms in addition to. In fact, I overdid it on the mushrooms because I like mushrooms, and I just had them stacked in there. So, if, if you don't pull the onion things out of a can, what what are you pulling them out of? Out of a uh, sort of a <laughs> plastic uh. container. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you gotta you gotta mix it all. You saute, uh, you know, the onions and the mushrooms with, uh, and I put extra butter in there. Uh, sauteed all that, and then I I put in the uh, the beans and uh, the additional secret fixings. Does your microwave make- <laughs> have a saute button? Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> no a microwave. Secret what? All the extra stuff I put in that I sort of. Uh, I, I sort of spitball it. 
You know, because once you've been doing it for as long as I have, you don't really need okay, to follow okay. any kind of regulated menu. I, I, I try to get creative without, with you, you know, completely spilling the beans. Mm-hmm. Give us an example of an ingredient that you've gotten creative with putting it into said casserole. Garlic. <laughs> now that that is creative. But I mix the garlic with some other special stuff. Yeah, exactly, Austin. No, you guys, I, I still got some at home if you want to come by and try it. Because it's even, it's just as good. Well, not quite as good, but you can reheat it. And, Jake, I'm hauling your carcass to my house after the show. Well, I can't because you're working. But it's there for you. For and, me. And I did the whole thing myself. Okay. I cut the beans up myself. I did all of it. Every Occasionally I'd ask my wife where something was. <laughs> Wasn't quite sure where certain, you know, where the baking dish was, for instance. The stirring spoon. Oh, my wife did grease the the baking dish. I will give her credit for that. Right. Did you do your uh, annual swirl of the potatoes? Uh, Yes, I did that. They were magnificent. All right. Did you carve the turkey? No, my son-in-law, Eric, did that. He, he, He actually did the turkey, and boy, he did a fine job. In the oven? Yeah. Okay. See, here was my problem, though. I had to get my green bean dish done early because I had to clear out of the way. My wife wanted me out of the way so that, you know, she could do the things she wanted to do. So you, you but, what usually takes you 10 minutes, you got done in five? No, it took. It takes much longer than that. See, because I did all what I just sort of explained to you, and then I set it aside for a while. Then I had to put it in the oven and, and bake then it Then it went good. into the microwave. And then I had to put uh, some cheddar, shredded cheddar cheese on top and put it back in for another 10 minutes. And then it came out mm, just right. 10 minutes in the microwave is a long time. It wasn't the microwave. It was the oven. Really? Yeah, at three fifty. All right. And all y'all out there, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If some of you were lonely, well, we're we're here for you now. We'll try and pick up your spirits. Uh, Those of you who had the opportunity to be with family, uh, we hope you had a a good time. Hope no arguments broke out. Uh, Stay away from the political topics, you know, and things like that. I bet a lot of people argue over sports over the holiday. Did you uh, Did you watch much football yesterday? A little bit. I was busy in the kitchen, but I I did check out a little here and there. You think Bert had a good time? I, I'm sure Bert did. the The Facer household, I'm sure, is is lively on Thanksgiving. <laughs> is it? Is it Bert? Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are but, you the favorite child in that family? By the way. No, I'm the most difficult. Yeah, he the, says he's the most he's difficult, most high maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always that guy. Yeah. Not a surprise. <laughs> if if Dirk's listening, it's time to crack the whip. <laughs> It's a little late for that. Isn't <laughs> it's it? a little late. Bert is is beyond repair yeah, at this Bert point. Bert is is setting his ways now. Yeah. Uh, anywho, but uh, good effort there, Dirk. We have a lot to do today. <laughs> he tried at least. We'll get to Gordon's uh, list coming up right around the corner. Uh, we will uh, also have Howard Beck coming up at three forty-five. And uh, pregame takes over tonight, Gordon, at uh, the top of the 5 o'clock hour as we'll get you ready for the Jazz and the Grizzlies tonight. Are you uh, excited about this game, Jake? Uh, yeah. I, I, John Morant is fun to watch. No, I'm serious. John, John Morant is fun to watch. And Memphis, as far as uh, a rebuild goes, they've got some pieces. And you know I love watching Jay Crowder take shots. 
Oh, we know how much you like I, that. Watch, I love watching me some Jay Crowder hoisting, uh, hoisting that basketball. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm going to see that a little bit tonight. Uh, no, no, no. But I, I think as far as, uh, I mean, if you're talking about teams brain that aren't really, aren't really in the playoff <laughs> hunt, I th- Memphis has some interesting stuff going on. Such as? John Morant. What else? They're wearing the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys tonight. They are wearing oh, the. Man. Look at uh, look at that. Huh? That's, that's going old school. I know now. that that gets you going. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Mike Conley goes back uh, goes back to Memphis once again. Although that's uh, probably going to have less of an impact this time, I would imagine, because <laughs> uh, he did say he admitted to being distracted uh, the last time this happened. So I would I would guess that uh, that will not be the case uh, this year. Uh, do you, uh, you're a, you're Jaron Jackson. That's not bad. Jonas Valanciunas, he's a pretty good player. Okay. All They're right. less, I mean, wouldn't you rather watch Memphis than like, I don't know, Orlando? I suppose uh, five and 12 at this point. And one of the five were, was a victory over the Jazz. In fact, that was their last win. It's been a rough stretch. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we'll get into Gordon's list coming up right around the corner. Don't miss Howard at uh, 345 as well. We are live here at Bull Frog Spas. Uh, come on by and join us just off 146 South Exit, off 515 Head West. You're going to run right into us. Our good friend Dan is here with us. What's up, Dan? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good. How are you uh, braving the weather today? Yeah, you do all right for, out there? Yeah, I did all right. Thanks for... Uh Thanks for braving it and coming out to join us. It's uh, it's great to have you here on Black Friday. Absolutely. And, you know, as I was walking in, Dan, I was thinking to myself, like, this is the type of weather where I do just want to jump into the old bullfrog spa because, like, days like today, yeah. it would be pretty awesome yeah, to just jump on, in. Honest and sincere thought as I was jumping in my car to come down here to do this, I thought, I'd really rather go in the backyard and just hop in the hot tub. Way rather. Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds so much better. Uh, but, no, this is, a, this is a big sale for you guys. And, uh, in, in fact, we want to get the word out because it absolutely ends on Saturday. So people need to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we decided we don't want to get left out of the Black Friday fund. So we've, uh, we've got some great offers, great deals available at any of our factory stores up and down the Wasatch Front. So, and uh, especially good deals on our value pack. X-Series spas. So as an example, uh, our big model X8, this is a big family size spa, okay. no, normally $10,000. Today on Black Friday, $69.99. Wow. Uh, X5L, that's a, that's a little two to three person spa, perfect for like a patio off the master bedroom, that type of thing. Just $39.99 during this Black Friday sale. So a great time to to come in and get a great deal on on a spa and you know with the weather the way it is we've decided that these x series offers the x8 the xxl the x5l we're going to hold these over tomorrow as well saturday as well so get into any of our factory stores uh today or tomorrow we'll be here till six o'clock today and then uh, 10 a.m. to 6, 6 p.m. at any of our factory stores tomorrow. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. How about you guys? I couldn't have been better. I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah it's, I do it's too. It, well, any, any holiday that uh, is built around food is good, right? Amen so. to that. <laughs> Amen to that. And I certainly had my fill yesterday. Well, glad to hear it went well. Yeah, it was, it, it was great. Uh, always, always a good time to get together with the family. And I think you guys know our business pretty well. That's kind of what we're about. Yep. We like creating you know, great experiences for families in, in the backyard. And 
and look forward to putting some some new bullfrog spas in in backyards between now and Christmas. What a what a great Christmas gift for your family. Absolutely. Yep. All right, we have a lot of great jazz gear for you as well. If you want to drop by and see us, just get off 146 South off uh, I-15, head west. You're going to run right into us. We're here at Bullfrog Spas. Gordon's List coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Lincoln Kennedy, our Pac-12 network analyst. We've been talking about this for quite some time with the Ducks and the Utes that it was imperative that both of these schools went out, mainly because any loss was going to damper the thought towards the Pac-12. This is a setback. Now, it's not an impossible setback, but here's what's going to happen the way I see it go down. Oregon and Utah are going to face each other in the Pac-12 championship. If Utah wins, you'll have those pundits that will say, well, Alabama's loss to LSU is far more greater than Utah's loss to USC, the Utes lost big time by that loss for Oregon. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. There's a postcard picture. Welcome on back. Big show right here, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today, Brothers Osborne. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, I guess they got to cut off at halftime of the Detroit game yesterday because the power went out. Is that right, Austin? Yeah, they were just about to start their song. In fact, they had started it, and as he went to sing the first couple words, they lost complete power, and Joe Buck had to awkwardly float and tread water until uh, the power came back. It was oh, it was funny. That stinks. All right, uh, it is time for Gordon's List, brought to you by our friends at Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. We are live at Bullfrog Spas out here in Bluffdale, 146 South, 668 West, but really just jump off 515 on 146 South and head west. You'll run right into us. Uh, we've got great jazz gear and their Black Friday sale going on now. Absolutely great time to buy. A spa from Bullfrog. All right, Gordon, let's get to the the list. Austin, back at the studio. Hit it. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Now, tell me, what is the past tense of snowblow? What do you call it? You can't say snowblowed. No, I want to know what the past, well, what do you, what's the verb in the past tense? Well, I snow blew. And happy Thanksgiving. Pass the turkey, pass the gravy, pass the cranberry sauce, pass the sweet potatoes and the mashed potatoes and a pumpkin pie. Yum, 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 and the dum, dum, dum. I have snowblown. Jeez. All right, Gordon, where are we going on the list today? Without the half, I mean, have you ever thought about that? No, let's not go down. Snow that. blue. Oh, I got you. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just what's on the list? All right. Well, let's start with what you already said. Let's get the basics out of the way. Jazz Grizz tonight. Couple of losses for the Jazz. Uh, this is a tough road swing for the Jazz, and they are struggling on the road thus far. Jake, I know you're going to get into this later on in the pre-half and post and all that stuff, but. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Well, the Indiana loss threw me for for a bit of a loop, and and was Lock- that their worst loss of the season so far? No, the Sacramento King, said the Kings' loss was was worse than that. Locks pointed out that Indiana's had the Jazz number for a couple of years yeah. now. 
Um, and and they're a well coached team, and there's some there's some talent on that team. But I I did not expect the Jazz to get out uh, physicaled, outworked. Yeah. That's not something we see all that often, and that's what what Indiana did to them the other night. So that took me a little bit uh, by surprise. The one place we've seen that is on the boards. Yep. And and Rudy coming back uh, made a difference. I, th- I thought he played uh, he played pretty well, but other guys just uh, just didn't. Donovan Mitchell uh, finished the game pretty well with twenty six points, but he had a rough first half. Um, you know, Mike Conley had a really rough game. It just was not. I mean, whatever cliche you want to use, Gordon, clicking or firing on all cylinders or whatever. It, it, it was not that. Yes, still too many mistakes, Jake. Still too many. And I'm not just talking about turnovers, although turnovers, you know, bugs me. But also just body positioning and things in judgment, stuff like that, that you would expect the Jazz to be mastering. And for whatever reason, that seems to have uh, not been taken care of yet. Right. So, uh, you know, it is crucial that they get this win tonight against Memphis. They they absolutely need this because Toronto-Philly back-to-back, that's yeah. going to be rough. And yeah. you you can't come back from this trip over. I mean, I, I and think— And there's a good—well, if they don't get this one— that's what I'm saying. That's the There's way a good you're going to bet, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. And then you got to fly home and face the Lakers right. back here, right? So, I mean, this is all November stuff. So it's not. I mean, none of this is make it or break it. But this is a this this road trip is tough. This is a tough trip, and they got to come back with two wins. Do you know that? Or well, they got to come back with at least one. But I, I I thought two would be considered a good road trip. And starting when? After tomorrow, it'll be December troubles. So, yeah, true. We'll see how it goes. When I watch the Jazz play, I am encouraged by their what they're able to do at times, and there are other times when you just shake your head. And I'm sure that Quinn Snyder is feeling that way because he is much more into it than we are, and he has studied everything out much more than we have. And so he knows more keenly than we do what's going wrong. Well, yeah, because uh, but you know, there's some pressure there too. There's some some real expectations around this team. Yeah. And he's got to he's got to figure out how to put you know the best pieces in the best places. Uh, really interesting conversation this morning with Locke on on DJ and PK. So the the bench, you know, you've got to find a way to to maximize your your bench players. Does that mean play Donovan Mitchell with the the bench unit, or does that mean well put the entire bench in together? and play all your starters together, and then just hope you don't blow it when the bench is in there. You know, little stuff like yeah. that, just figuring out who who does Mike Conley best play with? You know, what what lineups is, is he the most comfortable in? I mean, there's there's all these subtle things that, that they've got to figure out before they really hit their stride. Okay, so let me hit – we didn't talk about this, but let me blindside you with this, uh, this, this point. Do you see – certain combinations of players where there is redundancy on the floor at one time when it would be more advantageous to move a player onto the bench to help those guys out because they go through these periods where it's very difficult for them to keep the Jazz's team's head above water. So, and this is this is a fascinating discussion. I, th- I think this is exactly what Quinn's dealing with because you put – do you put Mike Conley with the bench unit and say, go be old Mike Conley. Wow. Go just dominate the ball and do your thing, Mike. You know, that, that makes some sense, right? But 
eventually, when it comes right down to it, when it's the playoffs, when it's fourth quarter, whatever, Conley has to be functional in the lineup with those guys, with the starters. Yep. It's kind of like it's kind of like what Houston deals with. You can say, you know, Russell Westbrook is going to play point guard when James Harden's off the floor, but eventually in the playoffs, in the fourth quarter, when it comes down to it, Harden and Westbrook are going to have to be on the floor together. And how does that work? Yeah. And it's the same thing with Conley. So you can say, all right, give him, give him a bunch of minutes with the bench unit and let him go out and, and, and do his thing. But when okay. it eventually comes down to it, he's going to have to function alongside Donovan Mitchell. So let me ask you a more specific question that's essentially the same one. But if the Jazz have, let's say, Bogdanovich and Ingles and Mitchell and Conley on the floor at the same time with Rudy, is that – is that too much scoring? Is there too much duplication there where certain guys want the ball, should be given the ball? Where it went, And if, those, if certain guys are given the ball, then the other guys are running up and down the floor out there playing defense, but they're not getting the ball enough. Okay, I think I followed that. <laughs> um, I, I would me. say, and, and here's, here's all this. To, they have to want him to want to want to be there. So when you're talking conceptually, uh, I think sometimes it's a difference uh, than the reality, right? But conceptually speaking, no. There's not too much shooting on the floor. And that conceptually is the brilliance of having Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal interchangeable because that way it depends on who you're going up against where you have that flexibility as to who closes, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you need more playmaking, ball, ball skills, that sort of thing, you're probably looking in Joe's direction. If you need more, you know, rebounding or or tough defense on the other end or somebody who's just going to stand in the corner and make the shot when he's open maybe Royce O'Neal is is that type of fit but that I think conceptually that's what they want to deal with if they don't need the shooting but they need you know somebody more in Royce's ilk you can close with Royce if you need the shooting and the playmaking you can close with Joe it depends on who you're playing against so conceptually that makes a ton of but, sense but is, is is does the coaching staff feel like they want to do that because now you're moving guys around you're changing their roles uh, in so, only one position so, so, in only one position though yeah I, I suppose but what happens if somebody for instance what happens if Moutier is hot and he's actually helping the team instead of hurting them. Do you always bring Mike Conley yes. back? Because you have to. Because you, you, have, they, you have to fulfill their expectation. Well, and you don't want to erode their confidence. Well, if somebody's having a hot night aside, Conley's a better player. You want to you want to close with your best players, your best lineups. All right, we'll we'll talk to Howard Beck coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. More of Gordon's List in the four o'clock hour live at Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. Come see us. It's their big Black Friday sale just off five fifteen off the one hundred forty six South exit. Stay tuned. Big Show ninety seven five and twelve eighty the Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Fill in the blank. Dumbest mistake you've ever seen that cost a team a game. Apparently you had some issue with an umpire. I want to say it was 11. Really, really bad Little League season. And it came down to the final game of the season and our team had won two games and the team we were playing had won one game and it went into extra innings. The umpire agreed to stay through. He's like, yeah, this has no bearing, but the kids are having fun. Everyone's here. And I complained so much about his calls that he finally looked over at our dugout and said, that's the game both teams forfeit and left. And it was because of my complaints that he did this. I cost both teams a victory that day. 
Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's right. It's your NBA Daily Assist here on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. NBA Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. The cold weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready? Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only 59 bucks. Call Lee's Heating and Air today at 801-747-LEE's or online at leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Get an iPhone 11 on us when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease and eligible trade. Trade in through December 5th. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. From the Bleacher Report, he is Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. Happy Friday. How are you? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, Howard. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yours? Oh, yeah. We awesome. Were, we ate too much. There's a shock. Yeah, right. But other than that, uh, yeah, we had a terrific what, time. What's your go, go-to Thanksgiving food, Howard? Oh, man. I, I was like, with like top of the like Thanksgiving power rankings. Indeed. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, like sweet potato, yam, whatever. If you do like the, the, like the really good version of that with like the marshmallows baked on top and all melty, whatever, like that's, that's, that's the good stuff. And like a really good, uh, like homemade cranberry sauce. And we had, had both of those last night at a friend's house. So uh, they put us up, uh, for the evening, took us in since our families are nowhere near us here. And, uh, both of those dishes were stellar last night. And my wife made a killer cherry pie. So it was oh, uh, oh. a good night. That sounds good. One other question real quick. Uh, it's good to have friends like that. When you're away from family, do you, does that tug at you a little bit, even though, Howard, you've been, you've been around all kinds of different places? You know, um, it's, it's tough because, our, you know, my family and my wife's family are both back in California. So we've been just, you know, trying to squeeze in a Thanksgiving trip in the middle of the NBA season, and plus, yeah. my, you know, our daughter's in school and all that. Like, so we don't get back there. So that part's tough. Um, but you know, I've, I've got, I've got them. I've got my wife and daughter. So we are, you know, we've got our own, our own family unit here. We've got really good friends who take us in every year. So, uh, it all works out. I will tell you my worst Thanksgiving ever, uh, was while on the Laker beat when we had a, uh, they, they played a Wednesday night in Orlando, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And then the Friday after Thanksgiving was in Memphis. So on Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning, the beat writers were all flying from Orlando to Memphis. The Lakers stayed back in Orlando where Shaq had everybody over for some massive feast at his Isleworth home. Um, did not invite the riders, needless to say. You know, we were uh, not uh, not good enough to, to make that at that event. So we were all in, in Memphis. And so we, uh, the, the handful of us, just kind of had this sad Thanksgiving buffet at the downtown Memphis Marriott. Uh, that was probably the uh, all-time low for Thanksgiving meals. Although... I like the other beat writers on the Laker beat, so we, you know we we had each other. Good, Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. Speaking of Memphis and Thanksgiving, for that matter, that's where the Jazz are. Uh, Howard, uh, they enjoyed Thanksgiving in Memphis as well uh, yesterday, and now taking on the Grizzlies tonight. What are your thoughts on on Ja Morant and his potential as an NBA player? It seems to me like, uh, as Michael Jordan put it a couple of years ago, the ceiling is the roof. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that means, but Me. uh, John, John Morant's ceiling is really, really high. Whether that's the roof, the, the chimney, the antenna, the clouds, I don't know. Um, 
he's he's been he's been incredible. He was actually uh, just, I swear to God this is true. He was my preseason pick for rookie of the year, not because I knew that Zion was going down, um, but because I thought that. With a veteran team around Zion, he wouldn't necessarily have to carry as big of a load, which is rare. When you're the top pick, you usually go into a team that is desperate for you to do anything and everything and carry them. And that's really the situation that John Morant was going into. So I thought he'd have more opportunity to – and because he's a point guard besides, he'd have the ball in his hands, he'd have tons of opportunity, tons of responsibility – and everything would would be would be his, uh, you know, to you know to, to paint the picture that he wanted to paint. So I thought he was a, a great uh, potential rookie of the year even before Zion went down. What we've seen so far from John Morant is that he is every bit as good and maybe even better than what scouts saw uh, when he was in college. He is, his um, just uh, feel for the game is, is fantastic. Knowing where guys are, uh, his passing is next level. He has been taking and making big shots. We saw him hit a game winner a week ago. We saw him have a game winning block against Kyrie Irving in the Nets uh, back in what was that opening week or, or second week of the season. Uh, he's just he's he's a big moments guy, and that's really important when you've got the ball in your hands a lot and when you are you know being counted on to be your team's primary scorer and playmaker. And he's he's just uh, he's he's mature beyond his years as a player. He's been really excellent. Howard, I consider you one of our most intelligent guests that we have on a weekly basis, and uh, this is my interpretation of the ceiling as the roof. Let me see if, if it makes any sense at all to you. When he said, when Michael said the ceiling, he was talking about the, not the literal, but the figurative ceiling, and so he was saying that the ceiling, the, what's above the ceiling, the roof. So it was higher than what anyone is expected. This, this what ce- we're breaking down with Howard? Is this, is this it, what we're so going to do with his time? The, he, what, 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 I mean, listen, I, I, Gordon's right. Like, I, I think literally that is that is the right interpretation that the ceiling um, is higher than the the uh, the figurative ceiling was higher than the literal ceiling. Yes. Um, if you're saying that someone's ceiling is is the roof, but then. A roof isn't that much higher than a ceiling. So really, you're saying, yeah, his ceiling's really high, but it's just a little bit higher than the actual ceiling or the figurative ceiling. Like, there's some attic space in between. But I think you know, if you're really going to praise a guy, you've got to go higher than that. Um, plus, you know, you're, you're just creating unnecessary confusion with architecture. All right, uh, Howard, I apologize for forcing you into 60 seconds of analysis that you probably never thought that you would just been. I mean, I'm more than happy to break down anybody's you know, uh, uh, weird phraseology, uh, critique, you know, uh, made-up idioms, whatever. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. It's early yet. We get that. But we're we're getting more and more evidence of what's going on. And right now, the Jazz are 8-1 and one at home, but they're 3-6 and six on the road. And if they, let's say they get the victory tonight against Memphis, they still got to go to Toronto and then Philly on this trip. And so it's conceivable, I guess, that they could end up 4-8. and eight. I don't know how it's going to go. But is that anything to be concerned about for anybody who likes to follow the Jazz, uh, that the, their difficulties on the road? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's not insignificant. Um, it's not the kind of thing that I would get too uh, wrapped up in or raise alarm bells uh, too loudly at this early stage of the season. But, look, um, they have gone from the, you know, you know, nice underdog, overachieving team that people are pleasantly surprised by to being mentioned as a potential contender in the West 
to slipping a little bit, not due to their own uh, anything of their of their own fault, but just the fact that the Clippers and Lakers loaded up the way they did in the off season. All of a sudden, meant that okay, well, gee, you know, it's, what the Jazz have done is nice, but it's, it may not be enough because of the star power in, in L.A. Um, but but still, most of us are still giving them their due respect, along with the Nuggets and the Rockets as teams that are in that echelon. That if things break right and the bracket breaks right, and they're peaking at the right time, and maybe the Lakers and Clippers aren't quite as good as we thought they'd be, and maybe the Nuggets or the Jazz, you know, their depth comes into play. And I, I apologize to Jazz fans if they don't like me grouping them together, but I, I feel like those two teams have just so many similarities structurally. Um, but that's, that's the deal. You want to be uh, in that, that contending conversation. Um, what comes with that then is a little higher expectation on, on, on certain you know, fundamentals, and, and that includes – being a great road team because uh, the difference between good and great in this league in part is how good are you under duress? How good are you on the road? Um, can you win a, a, you know, a, a decisive game in the playoffs away from home? And you establish those things during the regular season. This is still a little early, but this is, a, you know, look, it, it, it sounds cliche. This is a great test for them. Yeah, it, it is. Howard, Gordon mentioned uh, the Jazz have Toronto on Sunday. Did you see this coming with Pascal Siakam? I mean, I think we all knew he was really good, but he's almost at an MVP level right now. He's awesome. No, no, he is at an MVP level right now. And, and look, you know, we, we you know, play around with these things really early in the season, and there's a lot of season to go, but we're getting toward the quarter mark. And if you were going to, you know, talk about MVP candidates from the first quarter of the season, he's in there. Now, uh, you know, we'll see if the Raptors can can hold up in terms of the record because the, the MVP usually comes from a team that is you know top two or three in their conference, and that seems like a tall order for them. But what's impressive about what Siakam has done, aside from just the numbers and the numbers are MVP caliber, is that you know it's one thing to produce at a certain level when you've got a Kawhi Leonard in front of you leading the way, where he's taking the burden, he's got the, the, the primary responsibility, and he's taking the brunt of the defensive. Uh, pressure and you know you can you can operate within that and thrive as a second or third guy which is what Siakam did last year when he made that big leap but the next leap is the harder one Kawhi goes away and now you're the main guy night in night out and Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka haven't even been playing because of injury and everybody thought this team rightfully thought this team would would slip quite a bit and they haven't um and so with you know People say, well, you know, just look at uh, his, his usage or something, or it's, you know, he's, you know, all he's doing is just playing more minutes and, and putting up more field goal attempts, and so therefore that, that's, that's the reason for the increased production. But it's not that easy. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't always work out that way where you get more opportunity and still perform at the same level or the or, or, uh, uh, same efficiency. In Siakam's case, he is do, he's doing this um, not just with more opportunity, but thriving in that opportunity. And again, with nobody else really to play off of or to take that pressure off, he's, it, it's about him. And that's the really impressive part. Howard, I've been asking some of our basketball expert guests this question, but how do you feel about the overall level of play around the league? Are you as impressed with uh, today's version of the NBA game as you were 5, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's always a hard thing to assess where you know, we can be prisoners of the moment, but I feel like the overall talent level and the uh, quality of play is as high or higher now than it's been in, you know, I don't know, probably any time in my 20-plus years covering the league. Um, 
you know, the, the changes that the league made in the early 2000s to kind of open up the game and get away from isolation ball and get away from a lot of the physical play that, you know, look, some people still pine for. There are people who, who really have a strong nostalgia for the grinded out late 90s, early 2000s, but most people think that this is a more aesthetically pleasing version of the NBA. The skill levels are at all-time high. Uh, you know, for, for, at every position for that matter, you know, whether people like it again or not, again, you've got centers who can, you know, uh, handle the ball like guards and shoot threes and take their guy off the dribble, make plays. Uh, you've got offenses that are much more about ball movement, uh, the Rockets notwithstanding. And I think it's, it's a, you know, it's a prettier version of the game than what we had 15 years ago. All that said, you know, the league is obviously experiencing some concerns with regard to ratings and um, people's waiting attention spans and, you know, cord cutting and all the other things that are, you know, challenges in, in 2019. And so then we get all these schedule, you know, proposals and all these new tweaks that they want to uh, potentially adopt. Um, I don't know if those are the right answer. I don't know if they actually need an answer. I, I, I do think the game is in a pretty good place overall. Howard, thank you very much, as yeah. always. You know, I think next time we have Howard on, maybe idiomatic expressions we should have him <laughs> go down those. I, I like Pulling it. my leg and, uh, and such. Yeah, uh, Howard, thank you. And, hey, may your weekend be filled with uh, leftover cherry pie from Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks Howard. Howard. Yeah. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report, your NBA Daily Assist. We are live at Bullfrog Spas today here in Bluffdale. Just jump off the 146 South exit, head west, and you're going to run right into us. We have some great jazz gear for you. And Dan joins us uh, once again from Bullfrog Spas. And, uh, Dan, um, you guys weren't always in the, the Black Friday deal, and uh, you've, you've kind of the last couple of years thrown your hat into the ring, and, and you've priced these tubs to really make a splash. That's right. I think you guys came out and helped us do our first ever Black Friday. Friday I sale last year, yep. right? We sure yeah. did. We sure yeah, did. Yeah, it was it, it it was a great event for both for us and and local Utah customers that are adding hot tubs to their backyard, and so so we're doing it again this year, bigger bigger and better than ever. Right? Dan, so. what, Dan, what I like about this is that your your products are such high quality that it gives people a chance to get them at at, at, a, at a really really good price. And yeah. Yeah, it's one of the great advantages of us being a local Utah company. You know, we manufacture and sell these through independent retailers all over the world. But, but here in Utah, there's an opportunity to buy direct from the factory, and and then on a day like this, get get incredible extra savings. And you know, I'm looking out the window at this weather, and and I'm thinking, man, I know one of the most common questions people have about hot tubs is. Are they super expensive to run? Is it going to be, is it going to, you know, in the wintertime, can I still use them? You know, those types of things. And, and these are, you know, we've engineered and designed the most energy efficient, low maintenance hot tubs in the world and, and done it, you know, for these types of, of climates. I've had one in my backyard from, for years and I, I can't tell you really how much or how little it affects the power bill just because there's other variables. Mm-hmm. But, but our, our testing shows us it's, it's less than $20 a month to keep these things hot and running year-round. I can so. vouch for that. Yeah, you've I, got I one in your backyard. And, I can vouch for that. And, uh, and you're right. There's no one season for it. I, I think we use it as much in the winter as we do any other time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's great after a day of skiing or, or you know, during the holidays. And, and that's really what we're, we're hoping with this Black Friday initiative is that you know a few more families as they're thinking about what should we do special for the holidays yep. this year create a place in your backyard that 
the kids and grandkids can gather and and uh, you know it's part of our message help help create a, a peaceful home for people and you can you can absolutely afford it with these once a year prices you can if you've been kind of putting it off thinking my god oh, love one but maybe it's a little too expensive you you don't have that excuse anymore yeah absolutely <laughs> we've got some great deals here our, our model x8 that's normally ten thousand dollars black friday price 69.99 our wow. model 6x or 86L normally $8,000 49.99 our X5L 39.99 so these are these are great prices on uh, Bullfrog Spas available today and we're going to extend this at all of our factory stores through tomorrow nice. as well uh you know the the roads are a little tough out there. Come see us. Drive safely today and come see us. Uh, we'll be here at any of these factory stores up and down the Wasatch Front or here in Bluffdale until 6 o'clock today or 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow. Gordon, that, that X8 is, is calling your name, buddy. I know. I hear you. Uh, Dan's been talking to me. And uh, I, I got a wandering eye. We have a great trade-in program, and, and we're going to work, huh? work the Monson household huh? into that here in the next year Especially or so. Especially since we're getting a new deck. I need Let's to talk see. to you about that. I, 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 I need to hear from you what my Jake, does that mean that he's going to ask me to come help him build a new deck? What's that's, he saying there? That, that, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's the case. Okay. I think, I think we were talking about excuses to get a new spa. I think Gordon's looking for an excuse to, to get an upgrade. I think he's well, see, thinking yeah, like, no, Here's mm. the thing, though. The hot tub is a drop in a bucket compared to what the deck costs. So you might as well upgrade. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. trade in. And then, the, that. And then yeah. what a stress reliever after, after paying for that new deck to, to soak in the hot tub, right? So. Exactly. Take advantage of the great once-a-year prices. It's their Black Friday sale here at Bullfrog Spas. As I mentioned, we have a bunch of jazz gear for you, too. Uh, any of their outlet or their uh, factory locations will do, but we're at the Bluffdale store just off the I-15, 146 South Exit, head west. You'll run right into us. Well, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.